Welcome to this episode of the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Blissbrook. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools on blissbusiness.com. Thank you all for joining us. I've been so excited about this interview. I can't wait to hear what this guy has to say about what he built. Brian, where are you tonight? I'm at my uh, second home in uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Ah, super. Well, I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it's um, beautiful snowy out here. And we got hundreds and hundreds of people on this call, from what I see, who are anxious to hear your story. So, uh, we're going to get into it. I'm going to tell you, all of you that are listening, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you haven't heard the style of these interviews before, they're a little bit different in that I'm going to be asking Brian some specific questions about his background and how he got introduced to network marketing and specifically what he built by the numbers. So a big part of the philosophy of the four-year career and our, our strategy in teaching people to build a business is what are the stats that you put together? What are your ratios? How many people did you talk to? How many people did you get in the business? How fast did you get them in the business? And what geometrically grows out of that when you put enough people in the business in a short enough period of time and, and you nurture them? And Brian Carruthers is, is just one of the uh, super incredible rock stars of our profession, as you will see for, from his numbers. So I'm going to, in my questions, have him tell us a little bit about his background, but I'm going to just give you an overview uh, of some of his stats. So Brian got involved in network marketing in his 20s, and by the time he was 30 years old, he already had 100,000 people in his group. Today, he has over 400,000 people in his group, and he's personally enrolled 1,400 people and earned over $15 million. He's a coach. He's a mentor. His team earnings, significant stat. You don't hear too many people. Uh, actually, I don't think I've ever heard anybody put this together before. But his team earnings, over $320 million combined. And so we're, uh, we're interested, Brian, <clears throat> really interested. Tell us about your background that led to you choosing network marketing as a career. What did you do before you got involved? Sure. Well, uh, I got out of uh, Villanova University in 92 with an accounting degree. I only studied accounting because I had to pick a major. I had no desire to ever be an accountant, uh, but uh, my parents were going to pay for college, so I had to do something. And I came home. Uh, my brother was out of school a year earlier than me, so he was already joining my father in, his, in our family real estate business, and I joined when I got out in 1992. And um, spent uh, my, my 20s in the real estate bu uh, business. And my brother and father were opening up offices, and, and my brother was uh, my father's right-hand man in doing that. I, I, I decided to go the more lucrative route on the front end, which was to go out and just sell houses and make a bunch of big commission checks. So I used to make fun of my brother because when uh, I was making 100000 a year in real estate by the time I was 25, 26 years old, he was only making 40000 a year in a salary that my dad was giving him. And so, you know, I was just always ribbing him about that. Well, as time progressed, uh, he started to, to obviously, you know, being a broker, uh, you know, it, it started to, to really blossom for him. But I was still sitting there at about 100000 a year. Anyway, long story short, I wound up uh, 
hearing about network marketing through a friend from Villanova University, and he actually uh, gave me a call and said, I want you to meet he said, oh, do you remember this guy that we went to school with? I said, I know of him. He was a football player, right? He said, yeah. He said, uh, well, he, went out, he, he basically tried out for three NFL teams, didn't work out. And so he went into social work living in downtown Philly, driving a used car and living in a one-bedroom apartment. And now suddenly he's found a business where he's doing extremely well with this really great, exciting business. I want you to you know, come check it out with me. And I tried to brush him off, but uh, he pulled up in my driveway with a brand new uh, Mercedes convertible, and I was driving my father's uh, secondhand uh, used Ford Explorer. And for, as a, as a kid, I said, I need to take a look at what's going on here, and that's how I got introduced to network marketing. And did he take you? What kind of an event did he take you to, Brian? Where did you go to see the opportunity? Uh, they actually did a two-on-one sit-down. So uh, he actually uh, brought his upline, the, the guy who, that uh, he was referring to. We, we sat down. He walked through uh, the material, and I got pretty pumped up by that. And that was enough to kind of get me interested. And I think I think I, I don't recall exactly whether I signed up then or when I or whether I went to a hotel meeting, a business briefing, and signed up there. But that was all happening within a couple-day period. And how many years ago was this? That was 19 years ago. 19 years ago. <laughs> All right. And so I'm just going to ask you to think, or maybe if you don't remember, guess, and tell us what did the presenter say in the one on or two on one about geometric progressions, the network marketing part of the opportunity that captured your imagination? You know, it's interesting because it seems to me today some people some people shy away from that a little bit. Back then in 1994, um, end of 94 when this happened, there was no, you know, they, we, we didn't have the Internet that we, we have today. We didn't have power, PowerPoints and they weren't showing DVDs and, all, and, and webinars. It was basically he drew out circles. I mean, he drew out, <laughs> he, you, know, you know, if you go, what if you recruit five and those – five recruit five and those 25 recruit five and you got 125 people that are on your team and what if you're making x number of sales a month and this is what your organization would look like and here's the kind of money you'd be making and he said brian you, you know this from real estate he said you know brian you, you know your dad taught you this i'm sure brian you're only getting paid when you sell a house uh your dad gets paid when anybody on the in the company sells houses well you know every time your dad wants to hire new agents he has to open up new offices which is a whole bu- a whole bunch more exposure and overhead with this business, there is no exposure and overhead. You can introduce and hire as many people as you want, and there are people in the company that have thousands of people on their team making them money. And I was just, look, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business-minded guy. I, I like making money, and I, I, you know, I'm ambitiously lazy. I, I'm willing to work hard now so I can kind of be lazy later. That's kind of always the way I've been. So that really, when he showed me the the geometric progression and and the kind of organization that can grow, and once it gets going, it can kind of grow away from you in spite of you. That really got my. I mean, and, and once that seed uh, got planted into my vein, into my in my bloodstream, you you can't get that out of your bloodstream. You can you can. You, I've seen people get away from network marketing a little bit, but they always come back because once you get it, you get it. Absolutely. Okay. So the lights came on about geometric progressions and and things running away from you. Uh, so how did you how did you launch? What was your what was your mindset when you launched? What kind of tools did you use? And just tell us the story about like say your first thirty days. 
who did you approach? What did you say to them? What, what did you think about in terms of like when you came up with the list of names of who are you going to talk to? You know, what was the criteria for who went on your list? And start there and I'll drill down on some of that. And maybe uh, to help clarify the question, uh, I was with one company from 94 to the end of 97, and then the company I'm with now since then for the last 15 years. So are we talking about the first, the first company or the, or, the, or the current one? Let's talk about the, the, the first one, Brian, because that's, I mean, <clears throat> I try to design these interviews for the person who is looking at the opportunity, uh, maybe they've already signed up, but what they're trying to get a hold of is that vision and belief of how do I do this? How do I launch? How do sure. I get my head around all of this? And so, you know, your second launch in the second company was probably benefited somewhat by the first. Let's just focus on what you did Perfect. like the first year in the first company. Sure, absolutely. And, and by the way, I did everything the second time around the same way I did it the first time around, but with just better belief and just better conviction about it. So, you know, so what I did was, you know, I made a list of everybody I knew. Uh, I, I promised my brother and my father that I would not talk to people in the real estate company and distract them and take take out of my parents' pocketbook and put it into my own. Into my own. So that was – and my whole world was real estate. So some people say, well, Brian, you know, you had this big real estate family, and so you must have had an easy way. You know, you must have had, you know, so many contacts that that's why you succeeded, you know, faster than other people. Well, it was the opposite. Those contacts I had to stay away from. But I just made a list of, of, of friends and, and, and relatives and, and coworkers from jobs I had in the summer times and uh, people I, you know, I went to school with and just, just anybody I could think of. And so that list, I made it. I, I did a PBR, a private business reception, an in-home meeting. Uh, cause I, and, and by the way, I, I, I simply did what my mentor told me to do. And I, I, I had a smart mentor. And you know, sometimes mentors or, or sponsors, they – they're a little bit uh, like a jellyfish. They don't have the backbone to say the things that we need to hear as a new person. So he said, Brian, you gotta just you gotta be coachable. You gotta be number one. You gotta be you gotta be uh, you gotta be coachable. You, you have to have a burning desire, and you gotta be willing to work. And he, uh, my work ethic, I learned from my father. I, I had great work ethic. That was not a problem. Uh, burning desire, no problem. Coachable. I came in with a background in real estate where I was doing well, so it was a little bit of a struggle for me to actually you know pay attention to, to what he was saying. But but I did. And I had my first PBR at my house. Um, I had probably six people show up, and and out of those six people, I think three of them signed up on, on the spot, and I think maybe one one of them came aboard, you know, weeks down the road after some follow up. And that was the launch of it, and that's where my my team started in my living room. And um, so, what did you do next after that first launch event? Six people, three three got in the business. Did you launch again the next week? Did you did you keep doing those PBRs, and how often did you do them? Um, the, the kind of the way I learned it was you, you, you do one grand opening launch that, that PBR is your one-time shot. And then from there, we had weekly meetings that anybody that couldn't come to my, my, my home presentation, we just, I just invited them out, uh, to that next week's presentation at the hotel. And I just built week to week at those events and obviously filled in the gaps in between the six days in between those events with, you know, sit down two on one presentations with my, with my mentor, um, getting them on a three-way conference call. Um, having them watch a videotape, um, you know, that I would send them in the mail, that kind of thing. Right. And can you tell us about some of the people you approached and what you said to them? What was what was your general um, conversation when you called somebody up? 
What did you say to them that motivated them to come to your launch event or get on a three-way call or sit down with you and your mentor? Early on, I was a little bit green. I was I was 28. It was my first venture into this world of network marketing, and, and it's a little bit different. You know, hiring a real estate agent is different than recruiting somebody into starting a business for themselves. And so, for me, I I, I was I, I tried to do a lot of the talking myself and explain to my prospects why I felt they should be interested in the business. And I started talking about all kinds of big numbers and big money, and you should meet this person who's making a million dollars a year in this kind of thing. And I found that I was not a very good recruiter. I mean, I spent three and a half years in that company and, and I never got my check over a thousand a month. Um, it, it was because I was just not doing it right. You know, I was, I was, uh, unfortunately, you know, again, I, I don't, I didn't have a, the, the immediate success that some people, you know, are looking for. I was looking for, I, it was eluding me because I was not doing it right. So I was, again, yep talking to my prospects, doing, doing way too much talking. And I didn't learn until later on, uh, another mentor said, Brian, say less to more people. He said, ignorance on fire is more powerful than knowledge on ice. Stop being the deal. People are looking at you and they're judging you. They're not, they're not even seeing the information. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you and I have the similar gestation period. It took me two and a half years to figure it out. And, you know, those are lean times when you're, uh, when you're that stubborn. Let's move to the second uh, company where you launched and you launched again identically from scratch, starting over. Tell us about some of the people that you put in the business. Like, where did they live in relationship to you? How did you know them? What did they do for a living? And the ones I'm interested in, Brian, are the ones that, you know, you've you've sponsored 1,400 people. So... Let me start with uh, out of 400,000 people in your total organization, you know, let's talk about the top five that you've personally sponsored. How did you know them? Where did you find them? What did they do for a living? And how did you approach them? Sure. Well, the, 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 so the second company, the second go-round, um, again, the, the, the myth or the misconception is that Oh, well, he had already been in network marketing three and a half years, so of course he just had a big team to roll over into a new company, which some people, some people do that. Uh, I didn't right. have the luxury. I, you know, for me, uh, when I decided to move on to another business, um, I felt like a trader. Um, I was seen as – I was deemed as one. Um, I, there was nobody that wanted to, do, to, to follow me into a new business. So for me, I didn't really have much of that. Um, but uh, from, from that standpoint, I made a list, a, a whole new list. Some of the same people were on my original list that never caught into the first company. But I made a list of 200 people, and I made 200 phone calls in three days. And, and <laughs> one, one of the things I learned is, again, my mentor said, say less to more people. So for me, he just said, Brian, your goal is to get on and off the phone, invite them to a presentation, and then get off the phone. And so I was just calling people up. You got to see this. You got to check this out. You got to see this. Or like, check out what, see what. I'm like, I don't know. All I know is these people I'm just, I'm, 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 I just met are making a fortune. You need to come see what I just saw. So I really learned how to dumb it down and not be the deal. Not, I didn't even say the name of the company because if I did, they go, they, they, they might have some preconceived notion about what the company was about and, and, and judge whether they even wanted to come. I, I learned you, you can't judge a movie unless you sat in the theater and seen the movie. So my goal was just to create curiosity based on my excitement level, and that curiosity got them to come see what was going on. And so I did a PBR again. Um, you know, I had several people there, a few of those signed up, but in the first two weeks, after I got through that first list of 200, you know, a, you know, a couple times, I, I wound up with 16 people on my team, 
And from those 16 people, we were doing private business receptions in homes. We were doing conference calls. We were, I mean, if, if, if I, I wanted it bad. I wanted it more badly than most, which is why I made so much money so quick. I made my first million in two and a half years in this business because I just wanted If, if I was talk, talking to a friend who was a bartender and then get off until 1 o'clock in the morning, I met with him at 110 in the morning. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell us about some of the people that you enrolled that built empires with you. How did you know them? What did you say to them? Were they a surprise? Like, you know, did you sponsor somebody that didn't do anything and all of a sudden they took off? And some people you sponsored that you thought would be fantastic didn't do anything. But I'm interested in the ones that actually went on to help you make your fortune and are part of the $320 million in commissions that they earned. Who sure. are those people and how did you find them? You know, it's um, interesting. The um, I don't have any of the people that I personally sponsored as, uh, as people I would say are top 10 on my team as far as earners. Um, most of my big earners came from somebody else. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they get so bent out of shape on thinking, oh, well, the, you know, uh, these people that I know, these are the ones that are going to make me rich. Well, first of all, you've got to stop thinking about people making you rich, okay? If you don't bring value to them and help them do well, it's not about, you know, it's not going to happen. But side note, I think the, the bottom line is that um, of all the 1,400 people I brought aboard, some of them are successful. Some of them are doing well, making 50000 a year. Some of them, a few of them are even making six figures a year. But I've got guys on my team that have made millions of dollars that came through other people. So, I, so for me, the only reason why I recruit somebody is to get to their list and help them recruit through their list to get to those new people. Uh, I, you know, Every link can lead you to a leader. Every dud can lead you to a stud. I always tell people when you bite into a dog, you don't know if it's a hot dog or a weenie. You just got to bite in. So I, 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 you know, some, uh, Darnell is one, is one of the top guys in my, in my team, the top guy on my team. And here's a guy who is working at a mall selling clothes at a, at a, uh, at a store uh, as a, me, a retail manager. He was working there for nine years, making 40 grand a year. Um, he, was off, he, was in, in, he was in the store in the morning. He went home at night. A lot of times he never even saw daylight because he was in the mall the whole day, ate lunch in the eatery, so he never even saw daylight a lot of times. He had, he had a couple kids and a wife. He, had, he, was, uh, he just had a car repossessed, uh, one of his two cars, and uh, he was uh, three months behind on his mortgage payment. That's when, that's when he came into my life, and I sponsored a guy who sponsored him. The, uh, his sponsor disappeared, so he wound up just being frontline to me. And um, he, he's now gone on to become uh, very, very successful. He's the Entrepreneur of the Year for the entire United States of America in 2013 by the National Black Chamber of Commerce. He's earned over $8 million in the business and um, just doing real well. And here's a guy who, again, uh, if, I, if I picked him out of a lineup and said, hey, is that person going to be the successful person? No. I mean, back then he, he, he was shy. He couldn't speak in, in front of a group of five people. But now he speaks in front of 15,000 people. So uh, yeah, I think I learned a long time ago never to prejudge. I don't prejudge whether they're going to be interested in my product or my opportunity. Uh, my goal is to share this with everybody and see if I can dig down in, inside, deep into each person to figure out what they're made of and what they're willing to commit. Awesome. Okay, <clears throat> let's talk philosophy a little bit. Um, so, I, so I know you have a ton of that, and we are going to talk about your book. Um, because it is one of the best books I've ever written on this, or ever written, ever read on this profession. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm sure you'll pull some stuff from your book. But tell us, like, just generally, what are some of the smartest things that you've done to build this empire? Like, if you could sit us down and say, you know what, I've got three things I can tell you 
and I can't tell you any more than three things, what would they be? I think um, number one is what I just touched on a minute ago, which is don't prejudge. Uh, it's a game of numbers. You have to share this with everybody. Uh, some of the people you think will do it won't. Some of the people you think will never touch a business in a million years, they'll shock you. Not, not only will they get started, but they'll, they'll be a top producer for you. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, and, and I believe that a lot of folks never give their business a chance because they, by, by, by getting through the numbers, they, they, they talk to, you know, I, I remember Eric, uh, you know, in, in Las Vegas at, at the conference a few months ago, talked about a, a, a scratch off lottery ticket with five, f- five scratch off slots. And that's how people look at their business. They scratch off one, no, two, no, three, no, four, no, five, no. So there's five people that they thought were going to make them rich. If I can just recruit these five people, I'm going to be a millionaire. And, and those five people say no, they throw the ticket away and they walk away from their business because they've got no skin in the game. So that was something I learned a long time ago. It's, it, you know, you, whoever gets the most exposures in the marketplace will make the most money. And I just knew as a numbers game, I wasn't going to get hung up on the nose. I wasn't going to get too excited about the yeses because you just don't know what they're going to do until they actually you know, show what they're made of. Um, you know, it's kind of like you know, people say, well, Brian, do you just throw, throw, throw a bunch of noodles against the wall and see what sticks? Well, kind of. I mean, I, I'll bring a lot of people into the business, like I said, 1,400 over the years. I bring a lot of people and everybody I can recruit, I'll bring them in, and then I'll let them show me what they're made of, what their, what their uh, commitment level is, what their work ethic is, you know, what their IQ, what their quit level is. And so for me, I bring them in and, 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 and sort through them from that, from that standpoint. The second thing I would probably say is I, I see a lot of people get hung up on methodology. And you know, you got, you got, it's, it's almost like there's these – it's like a civil war going on in the, in, the, in the networking community where some people are like, oh, you got to stick with old school, which is just belly to belly, meet with somebody over coffee, go to the living rooms. And, and then you got the, the people that are like, oh, no, man, that's old. That, that's, that's too much work. You need to sit at home on your computer and do this high-tech stuff and, and blog. And Look, I, the, what, what's, what's been very helpful for me is I embrace everything that comes along that can help my business. But I vet it first. I make sure that, that nothing gets introduced to my team that's not been proven. I don't want to go out and be the idea of the week guy that takes some bright new ideas, implement it in my team, and kill the momentum we had. So for me, what's really been massively beneficial is that my mentors share with me what's been proven, what they, what they did. You know, These are people that I learned from that made millions in network marketing. So why not take their knowledge and expertise, apply it, and I apply it faster. So I've actually out-earned many of my mentors in the, in, in, in the, in the business um, because I just took their knowledge, combined it from multiple sources, and then just, just did it faster. But I also am embracing the things. You know, I'm not somebody that sits on Facebook all day long. I'm not, I don't do all the, all, a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff that people do. Um, and, 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 a lot, and I think everything works some of the time, but nothing works all the time. So I, just, I think that uh, for me, the, the advice I would, I would give, and, and if one of the top three is, you know, get some, you know, the old school warm market approach. You got to talk. It, look, I've had people, Richard, and you probably see this all the time as well. I have people say, well, I want to get involved in your business, but I don't want to talk to friends and family. I just want to talk to strangers. <laughs> for, I, I want to talk to strangers first. And then if I succeed, then I'll talk to my friends and family. They, I believe they only say that because they don't believe in their product. If they believe in the product, then they feel as their moral obligation to share with everybody. I mean, think about this. If you, uh, if you found a gas station that was selling gas for 25 cents a gallon – would you go just tell strangers about it, or would you run home and call your friend and your next-door neighbor about it? I'd tell people I care about, not strangers. I wouldn't go advertise online, hey, go 25 cents a gallon over there. I'd call everybody I care about and tell them about it. 
So if people are having a hard time not talking to their friends and family, it's because they're just not willing to admit it. They don't believe in what they're talking about, what they're selling, which, which they probably shouldn't sell it. And then secondly, they might not believe in themselves. They might say, well, I don't want you know, them to judge me, um, you know, and, and that's something that they need, to, they need to work on. They need to work on their belief in their product, in their company, and also in themselves. And so I just think that we all, the third thing is, you know, as you well know, I mean, I, I, I listen to your audio program and, and I love your books. I mean, personal development, this, this is a personal development program with a compensation plan attached to it. Every one of our network marketing businesses, if, in order for your income to grow, you need to grow. And so I read a lot of books, and I, I listened to a lot of CDs, and I attended every event I could. And you know, Charlie Tremendous Jones, before he passed away, I became friends with him years ago, and he used to say, you're going to be the same person five years from now that you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. I'm, I'm, I feel blessed to be able to call you a friend now, Richard, and, and to be able to, to read information from people like you. So I, I, everybody that's listening into this, into this conference call, into this show right now, they have the same ability to go get the same books and go learn from the same people. And, and from that standpoint, you know, I, I believe there's no excuse for anybody to, to, to not succeed in, in, this, in this profession because the information's all out there. There's nothing really new under the sun. And if something comes around, then we're all going to learn it and we're all going to benefit our, our businesses by it. Yeah, well, that's so true. And you and I just met in December in Las Vegas. Uh, and, you know, I told you after I, I read your book on the flight into Vegas, and I mean, just in the first two or three chapters, I just wrote down three things. I've been in this profession for 38 years full time, and I wrote down three things I'd never heard of before. <laughs> that was really exciting for me. Right? <laughs> and I told you that. All right, so here's my next question. We'll get to your book in a minute. <clears throat> uh, this may sound negative, but uh, the gold comes from this. Uh, <clears throat> what is the number one biggest, dumbest mistake that you've made in your 19 years that cost you the most amount of money? Um, hmm. I would probably say allowing external influences into my team. And for example, uh, I'm, I've always been 100% focused on recruiting. But um, sometimes you start letting that shiny object syndrome kick in where somebody uh, somebody else in the company has a different way of of operating their business uh, or a different focus. Maybe they, you know, with with my company we have a service that we market, and so and you can sell it and make a lot of money just selling it without even without even recruiting people. So um, I allowed myself to uh, ha- to let external influences within my company um, to. Uh, I guess shift the focus for my team from recruit, recruit, recruit to starting to sell more product. And I always knew in my gut and which served me well that the way my product's going to be sold is by recruiting an army of people. People tend to, you know, the masses I find tend to um, lean towards selling versus recruiting. Maybe it's just because they think it's easier to sell somebody a product versus recruiting them to start a business. And it probably is true. It's probably easier. It is. But for me, when I allowed myself to get off my recruiting rampage and focus a little bit more on just doing a little bit more retailing, messed me up. And, and, it, and, yeah. and it took a little while to recover from that. And so you know, I just believe recruit, 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 and don't get it out of order. That's, that's the name of the game. And, and you'll find plenty of people that are just going to go out and sell, sell the products. And you'll, and you'll find people that are going to want to go out and build a big business uh, on the recruiting side. And, but, but as a leader, I'm always, and I'm never going to make that mistake again, it's all about recruiting. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, we need more people like you, Brian, in the profession that can stand up for how the business model really works. This is a business model that demands products that can withstand the test of time. It demands that we sell products that the person that is using the product loves so much that they're just naturally going to tell other people about it, whether they get paid to do it or not. And if we have products like that, which I know your company does because you've been in business for 19 years, if we have products like that, then we can focus on the true benefit, the upside of the business model. The the beauty of our business model is everybody does get to recruit. Everybody not only has that privilege, they have that obligation. And that's what creates the geometric growth. So the recruiting, 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 recruiting emphasis it leads people to shy away from it because, you know, that question comes up, well, if everybody's recruiting, who's going to sell the product? Well, that, that question comes from a total ignorance of our business model. Obviously, who's going to sell the product is everyone. And the more people you have selling the product, the more product you sell. We just don't concern ourselves in network marketing with how much any one individual sells because if the product's good enough, everybody's going to sell some. And if you have enough people, you know, they can each sell 50 or or $100 a month, and you still move millions and millions of dollars worth of product. So I can, I can see how that shift away from your massive recruiting theme could have slowed you down. And, boy, if you think about the long-term effects of the people who didn't come in the business during that period of time where maybe you had some focus on we should be spending more time retailing instead of recruiting – the geometric long-term effects of that are huge. I mean, it's a tsunami, them out for over, sure. Over, <laughs> yeah, over decades. <laughs> yep. But you're doing okay. So, <clears throat> uh, and next I, I mean, question. Just, let me inject one thing, Richard. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I was fortunate to be raised uh, by my father who understood the whole leveraged business model principles. And, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, he started his, uh, in his real estate career in 1969 and, and in the early 70s became – uh, a partner in the real estate company, and then bought out his partner, and then he owned it, and he built it in one of the biggest real estate companies on the East Coast back in the 70s. And he sold out to Merrill Lynch in '81, and opened up again later on when when we got out of school to start a new company. But I I never ever saw my dad ever sell houses. He was always recruiting agents to help him sell houses. My brother, who made many many millions of dollars in his career in real estate, um, he did. My brother never sold one house. Does that mean that my brother was taking advantage of people or running a pyramid scheme because he was running a real estate company and just hiring agents and helping them sell houses? No, he was providing value. He was was doing great in a great business model. And so I I agree with exactly what you're saying. I mean, it it really comes down to my brother and father, you know, personified it in the real estate world and, and what we're doing here. You know, the people that actually bring the most value are the ones that can go out there and show people how to start a business to be able to get that extra cash flow or supplemental income or replace their 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 their, their salaries, you know, you know, there's 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 two things we do. We 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 bring a, a valuable product to the marketplace, and if you don't feel your product is valuable, you're in the wrong place. We bring value to the marketplace there, but we're also bringing an additional ancillary value with the opportunity for somebody to start up a business for themselves and, and correct the inequities in our in our in our in our economy that that unfortunately people think that there's there's no way out there's no way off that treadmill. So you know, obviously, both of us are are certainly not going to argue about the fact that you know the, the values that we bring here. But I just want to throw that in. Yeah, that's beautiful. For what it actually answered my next questions 
what do you love most about our profession? And you answered some of that. Do you got anything to add to that? What do you love most about our profession? You know, it's um, there's plenty of stuff to look at. From the standpoint of things, do you do you not like that well? You know, the, you know, somebody somebody gets and start up in your business and they quit, uh, and you poured a year of your life into that person and then they disappear and they just they walk away. You know, that kind of stuff bothers you. Um, and we can maybe come back to that, but I think that what I love about it is I love seeing people become. Um, you know, I don't know a, another another um, career path or business vehicle that allows people to actually grow like this. I mean, in any any other kind of a career, a job or a business, traditional business, you're not going to have people that truly have a pure vested interest in helping you to become as great as you can become. They're afraid you're going to take their job. They're going to afraid you're going to take their market share. But in network marketing, your upline mentors want you to become the next Richard Brooke. They want you to become the next great legend in the business because the, the, your success, you know, adds into their success. They earn an override. The, you know, if you make a hundred grand a year and they make an extra ten grand a year off of you, it, everybody wins. So what I love about this business model is that I, I can see a, a, a mother of two children that is struggling and is having to have a, a full-time job and having to put their kids in daycare um, to be able to just provide food and a roof over their heads and unfortunately probably cries herself to sleep at night a lot of nights. And I can see somebody like that get involved in a business like this, and we can wrap our arms around that person, lock arms with them. We can't do it for her, but we can help her to learn how to become a business owner and how to actually use leverage and how to um, market something with value and, and, and build a business where that she can eventually come home and be with her kids full time. One of the things I, I like to say is that in network marketing, we give kids their parents back. That's what I love about it most. I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad with a seven-year-old son, and I've been a single dad for a few years now. And, and, and the value that I place is on that is so much bigger. Forget the millions of dollars. You take the millions of dollars away, I'll, keep going, I'll go out and do it again, and I'll make more millions. It's, 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 the time, it's the time that we now have with our family and our friends and things that are way more important. That's what I love about what we do. Yeah, you can't get that time or those events back. <clears throat> Once they're gone, they're gone. Hey, my final question, buddy, is uh, I want you to tell people, like, okay, you've been at this 19 years in your current company, a uh, total of uh, 24, 25 years. What, what, are you, what are you up to from this point on? What are you building in your current company? What's your vision for what you're building in your current company? And what do you – I know you have a vision of contributing to the network marketing industry. <clears throat> tell us about that. And uh, – Tell us about your books. you got two books. Uh, I've read them both. They're fantastic. The first one is Making My First $10 million, which is <clears throat> kind of a little prospecting, generic prospecting book for people, um, which introduces them to the concept, kind of like the four-year career. Very cool book. The one that I think is destined to be uh, the contemporary mainstay uh, of the Bible of how to build an empire in network marketing, for those people – who are looking for like a full education to get their their uh, bachelor's degree at the very least in leadership and network marketing is the book you just wrote called Building an Empire. <clears throat> and you can get this, folks, if you're taking notes, you can get the book at buildingandempire.com or you can get it at Amazon and it's on Kindle. So tell us a little bit about that book and your vision for the book and what you're doing in the next five, ten years with your current company and in the profession in general. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and by the way, just so everybody knows, it's buildinganempirebook.com. Put the book in there, buildinganempirebook.com. But yeah, as far as, uh, um, you know, let me start off with the, with what I'm doing in my own business first and foremost, because that's, uh, that's always primary to me. Um, you know, I've committed myself to the people that are on my team. You know, anybody who makes a lot of money in network marketing, they didn't do it alone, okay? It, I mean, even in my company, you can make a lot of money in just retailing. People can take our services into a company and offer it as an employee benefit and make, you know, I had a guy last month, not on my team, but in the company, made $140,000 in the month just, just selling the service, which is I great. I saw that. I, I yeah. saw that on Facebook. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so, but for me, I always, I'll never forget it, you know, and if anybody ever forgets, if they start pounding their chest like they're the King Kong and they did it all by themselves, that person's destined, they're, they're on their decline. Uh, I've I, I made a lot of money and had, I've had a lot of blessings in my life because uh, of the great people on my team that had dreams of their own. They put their work in. They're building great businesses. And so, you know, I, my work is not done here until they've achieved their goals and their dreams. When they're done, I'm done. So that might mean I'm never done because they're always going to be bringing new people in and they're, they're going to have new dreams that, they're, that are uh, being put forth. And so, quite frankly, you know, I don't know that retirement is ever uh, uh, on my horizon because people retire from jobs they don't like, that they're tired of doing. And, they, and, you know, and for me, I don't know I'm ever going to get tired of having fun, helping people, and making money. So for me, this is all I'm ever going to do, uh, and, I, and I've got a lot of people to help still. And I'm going to take my business, my personal business, to a million dollars a month a million dollars a month in sustainable income. I'm talking about not somebody who's doing it for a couple of years uh, with, with like, like a hot deal. I'm talking about like, <laughs> like, like, like 20 years from now. Yeah, right. cause people, you know, because people, you know, Richard, you, you see it. I mean, people in network marketing, you know, they feel like, oh, you got to get, get in ground floor. I, I was at a, a fundraising charity party tonight and uh, before I got on here, and somebody, was, I was talking to them about my career in real estate. She was a very successful career uh, real estate agent as well. And um, I told her that I'm not doing real estate anymore. I'm doing network marketing full time. She goes, oh, oh, she goes, oh, really? She goes, so you got in ground floor, huh? You made made a lot of money. And I'm not, I said, <laughs> and it's so funny. I said, you know, it, so many people say that. So I kind of corrected her. I said, look, you know, my company was around 27 years when I got started with it. I don't want a ground floor company. I want a rock solid company top, top, with a proven track record that's tapping into a ground floor industry. Okay. And so, but anyway, that that being aside, aside the point, beside that, I I just think that. Um, for me, in the last year and a half, uh, when I started to kind of come out of my cocoon within my own little world of, of my business, I started to recognize that there's a lot of great people uh, that, uh, you know, sometimes when you get to the top of your company, you know, it, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's lonely, but you kind of want to have some other people that are at the same level. But you get to the top of the mountain, there's not that many people up there. Um, from the standpoint of friends that you can actually, you know, you know, rub shoulders with and have I brainstorm ideas with. I mean, in each in each company, you're going to have a, a handful of people that are making, you know, seven figures or, or beyond. And so for me, you know, getting out there and meeting guys like you, it's been refreshing over the last uh, year. Like I said, probably a little over a year and a half. And um, I realized also that um, there's also a lot of folks out there, uh, millions of network marketers out there that that just need more inspiration and they just uh you know having places to go to be like i i found i didn't i i didn't only learn from people in my company i learned from other books and cds and there's some great stuff out there so i just said you know i, I i've i've been so blessed and i, I want to give back and i'm not i'm not I, i'm not trying to shift into being a a, a one of these guys that, that is I, i'm not trying to get rich selling books i hope that the book uh helps a lot of people i hope it i hope it helps millions of people but a lot of the any you know a lot of the proceeds that will come from the book, I'm giving that to the Sunshine Kids 
which is uh, sunshinekids.org. If anybody wants to check that out, it's a charity out of Texas that that I was introduced through my brother through Prudential Real Estate. Is uh, you know for kids that are fighting cancer, they send kids around the country to go on trips to the DA to shoot machine guns and go to the Oval Office to meet the president and go to ride horses at ranches and stuff like that. So. You know, I'm not here. I, I, I don't. I don't even need. I'm, I'm richer. I'm sure you can appreciate this as well. I don't need the money I already have. Much, much less the money that comes in daily. I invest 90% of it. So, and I give a lot away. So, for that, that's not the point. But, so I want to say that because I don't want. I don't want anybody to think, oh, Brian's just doing a, a, a show just to be able to promote a book. But I, I do. <laughs> so I do I'm believe. Promoting, I'm promoting the book. I'm the one that asked the question, <laughs> and I'm promoting it because it has vast value and I, I i have a little book business brian there's no money in books yeah right <laughs> uh, so <laughs> well, the reason i want you to tell people about this book and and why you wrote it and what you're doing it with it is it's not just another book there's you know 20 years ago when we got involved there weren't any books on network marketing and then a few years later there were three or four and a couple of them are still probably the best books written on the profession yours is the best book i've seen in 20 years on the profession and it's current and it's a huge gift to people, and you know they need to read it if they want to master leadership and network marketing. And and you know people need to know who you are and what you're up to because I think it's phenomenal that you've come out from behind, you know, the privacy of your own giant company and your own giant organization to inspire other people to build what they're building. Your presentation at uh, at uh, the GoPro event in Vegas was was a highlight of the event. It was phenomenal. You're you know anybody that's built what you've built 400,000 people and personally sponsored 1400 people everybody in our profession needs to hear from you and so I'm a well, big champion and it's flattering I'll Richard I, and I've got goosebumps right now listening to you cuz uh, you know knowing of you and and what you've done out there in the in the in the world of network marketing I mean you're an icon and for for you know us that's like a high school, you know, basketball player, you know, hearing a comment like that from Michael Jordan. So it's very, very humbling. I, I will, I will say that, um, you know, just, you're, just you're good. I want to come to one of your meetings, Brian. You're good. <laughs> I mean, wholeheartedly. But um, you know, it's it, it, I, just to answer the the question that you did ask about about building an empire. I, I, I like you. I, I I have a big bookshelf, and I, I think a lot of people. Um, that have bookshelves that are filled with personal development books. Um, sometimes it's almost like an ego thing to be able to con- to say I conquered all of those books. Look, I read 200 books, but that doesn't necessarily equate to them becoming a, a wealthy or a very successful person. Um, you know, I, I subscribe to people like Darren Hardy or, or Paul J. Meyer and some of the some of the mentors I've had that that said, hey, look, you don't need 200 books. You probably need a half a dozen that you don't read once. But, you know, reading 200 books once, not good. Reading six books 20 times each and, and circling things and highlighting things and, 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 and you know, dog-earing the pages and, and implementing them in your life and in your business and teaching from it and training from it and studying it and practicing it, that's what's going to really take you far. So I think that people only need a handful of, of resources. And so, uh, but I've, I, about a year and a half ago, Eric asked me to come out and speak at his event. I came, went out there and and I, I did I did a, like an hour talk that day, and and not the one you saw. You only saw five minutes, but so I didn't really get, a, get any content out there. But for me, I, I said, you know what? There's a lot. There's something missing. And what was missing is what where's a resource that has everything that somebody who really wants to go all the way to the top of network marketing to their business, where's a resource where it's all there? 
And so I, I came home from that event. That was a little over a year and a half ago, almost two years now. And it took me a year and a half to actually come home after every PBR, every briefing. I went on trips to go speak and do, do trainings, and I would come home on the flight, and I'd come up with three or four more topics. And I, in the book, I thought the book was done like three or four times. And I, and I come home from another trip or, or, or get off another conference call or, or meet with another brand-new recruit, and I go, oh, my gosh, there's another topic I, I didn't cover. And it's got 104 topics, 100, 270 pages of everything. So I just believe that, that if we can just take away excuses – and any brand-new recruit or any veteran uh, you know, rep out there uh, in any one of our companies, you know, if, if I believe if I can get this book into that person's hand, they can't, compl- they can't have an excuse anymore that, oh, my upline is too new, my cousin that recruited me can't teach me anything because she hasn't made anything yet, or my, uh, my, my successful upline is too busy for me, or I can't get their attention, or they quit the business, or they moved on. Or, nobody can say I'm an orphan. Or I've, they've got everybody now has the encyclopedia at their fingertips. So if they're willing to read and they're willing to put it into practice and they're willing to go out there and really drive it into their team and teach them to do the same thing, I I believe we now I'm not saying that this is the magic bullet, but it's going to be helpful in a big way to anybody who wants that that information. Yeah, it's that good of a book. Hey Brian, you have been uh, a wonderful gift, and I want to manage how long we're talking because we want people to be listening to these for years to come however they listen to them in years to come. Your story, man, with uh, 19 years of residual income, 400,000 people, 1,400 personally sponsored, that's, that's a uh, three-day seminar in itself of how you did that day in and day out, personally recruit that many people, and to stay focused most of the time on you and your team, staying recruiting, keeping recruiting. Everybody keeps recruiting because – that's how the network marketing model works. The more people you have on, their, on your team, the more product you sell, the more money everybody makes, the more product gets in the hands of the end consumer. Our model is all about recruiting, and we can't apologize for that. We need to champion it. We need to defend it. We need to educate people about it, and most importantly, we need to do it. And I, I can say, honestly, Brian, I've never interviewed somebody, never met somebody in our profession that has mastered that part of our business so prolifically. So on behalf of everybody who is on the call tonight listening and who will listen to this for decades to come, thank you very much, sir, for your gifts and contribution and your time tonight. It was my pleasure. My pleasure. I appreciate uh, you trusting me to to have me on to, to share what I can. Thanks, Brian. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. For more invaluable training tools such as audios, videos, and of course his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles.